Do you want to lead initiatives to advance patient care? Do you want flexibility to work in various practice settings? Do you want to do it all? As you continue your journey towards a specialty choice, let the American Academy of Family Physicians, AAFP, help you with valuable resources. Visit aafp.org meded to learn more. Choose more. Choose family medicine. For rising fourth-year medical students, the whirlwind of the residency application and matching process is about to kick off. It's time to get those ducks in a row. Welcome to the AMSA AdLib Podcast, where you'll hear from med students and experts alike. I'm your host, Christine Camizio. Your career is about to get real, and one of the first formal steps is getting all of your application materials into the MyERA system. For those not yet familiar with it, the Electronic Residency Application Service, or ERIS, is the system most U.S. residency programs use for a centralized application system. It includes tools for letters of recommendation, filtering programs to apply to, responding to messages from programs, and even scheduling interviews when the time for that comes. MyERIS is the portal that applicants themselves use for their information and materials, and June 6 is when it opens for residency applicants aiming for the 2018 match. For ACGME-accredited programs, applicants can officially apply starting September 6, but if you are applying to an AOA-accredited osteopathic residency, the window opens July 6. This year, the timeline for ERIS is a little different than in the past. Applicants will have a head start. Residency programs will not be able to download applications until about a week after students are first allowed to submit them. That means there may be less of a rush on that first day. Of course, be sure to check the official timeline in the My Aris user guides. Regardless, there's a lot to get done before that point. All the programs you apply to through My Aris get the same basic information about you, but you're able to assign some documents on a program-by-program basis, like letters of recommendation and personal statements. By the way, even if you're a real go-getter, you'll need a token from your dean's office to get started. And ERIS doesn't store your materials past the current application season. So if you have to reapply in the future, don't expect to find old personal statements archived in the system for your convenience. For one, before the MyERIS system opens for the year, the Association of American Medical Colleges publishes a PDF worksheet that will help you identify the details you'll need to have on hand for your application. They also have a helpful, simplified checklist you should review. Again, applicants can register on MyERIS and start working on their applications starting on June 6th, though it's not until September 6th that students actually start applying to ACGME-accredited residency programs through the system. Getting all of the details in place by then may take a bit of homework. You'll need a number of things like USMLE ID number, license numbers for life support certifications, volume, issue, and medline numbers for any peer-reviewed articles you've authored, explanations for any misdemeanors or felonies you've been convicted of, of course. For any experiences you intend to list, you'll need start and end dates accurate to the month and year. There are many more details you'll need, so check out the worksheets. But the process is made much easier if you've kept up a running CV with detailed information about training and extracurricular experiences, publications, presentations, and research experiences. But what if you haven't kept those details all in one place? Now's a good time to start getting all of that info in one spot to speed up the process of filling out your application in MyERIS. And it may make sense for you to format that information as a CV. It may come in handy later during actual residency interviews. Maybe. Here's past applicant Sahar Barfchin. 
For me, um, so when you apply to residencies, you have to take that resume or CV that you worked so hard to, <laughs> that you worked so hard to put together and make it look nice, um, and extract it piece by piece to put it into the ERAS system, the online application system. Um, so you have to extract the pieces of your resume and put it in the system, and then you have no control how that system presents it to the programs you're applying to, uh, because it you, you can't send the material before they decide whether or not to interview you. So your resume prints out this really ugly-looking way that the system prints it out for them. Um, the only thing you can do is bring your copy with you on your day of the interview. So I did that, you know, I made my CV look nice, I printed it on nice paper, I brought it with me, and nobody wanted it because it was the same information that they had. Oh, and common questions are about the length and detail of a CV and the differences between a CV and a resume. Well, first of all, a CV can be longer than a resume, and a CV is just more academic, so we're allowed to do that because we're in an academic field, so it can be a couple pages, but but it does kind of, it matters what you put on it and how important you think it is. Um, but about the length of the uh, resume or CV, I mean, certainly you don't want it to be terribly long because they just won't read to the end of it. But what you can do is you can group activities. Um, so for example, I would say, I would put all of my volunteer hours, um, like clinic volunteering, I would group them together, uh, even if they were for different organizations or at different, for example, at different shelters, and some were pediatric and some were adult, I put those under one, I put those under one, um, uh, like event or activity, so that it wouldn't take up five spaces or five different activities, but the idea would get through that I have done this amount of volunteering. The key is not spending too much time on the design of the CV since it may just be a stepping stone. Here's past applicant Trip Hines. And really the CV, it's not like you're handing them CV. You're, the CV is there for you to use as a resource to actually just put it into ERAS and submit it. So, I mean. Trip, did you actually give your own version of a CV to any of your interviewers? I did not. Yeah, neither did I. I had like a couple copies right. just in case, but never got asked the whole trail. Absolutely, I mean, right. My Eris also lets you prepare multiple personal statements so that you can customize statements by particular programs. We'll talk more about personal statements in an upcoming episode, but one quick note, don't paste your personal statement into My Eris straight from Microsoft Word or any other powerful word processor since hidden formatting codes may actually mess up your statement. Instead, the AAMC recommends pasting from a simple text editor, like Notepad for Windows. Of course, simple text editors don't always offer spell checking, so be sure to proofread. If your statement needs special formatting for some reason, you can apply basic formatting to your text in MyAris. And one more quick tip, even though we've talked about how much you've got to get done, don't rush. You don't have to dump all of your info into MyAris in one sitting. You can save, return, and edit as much as you need to before you certify your application and send it off. We'll be talking more about residency applications, interviews, and match over the coming months. 
You can find the AAMC's ARIS resources at student-residence.aamc.org. And AMSA has its applied match preparation program as well. You can find out more about it at amsa.org slash amsa-amp. If you've been through this process before, we'd love to hear about your experiences. Email us at adlib at amsa.org. AMSA Adlib is brought to you by the American Medical Student Association. I'm your host, Christine Camizio. This episode was produced by Pete Thompson and myself. Joshua Caulfield is the show's executive producer, and Joey Johnson is AMSA's national president. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and thank you for listening. Mark your calendar to attend the American Academy of Family Physicians National Conference of Family Medicine Residents and Medical Students July 27th through the 29th in Kansas City, Missouri. Choose from more than 35 educational sessions and visit over 450 residency programs and exhibitors and much more. Join the National Conference Equation at aafp.org nc.